0: Hello and welcome to a special Dark Shadows podcast. Yes, my doing? name's Nick Brees. I was going
1: to do the theme tune. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. I, we, we That's interrupted. already playing underneath That's a that, given.
1: We're not having that horrible music you have on your other podcast. No, no we've got this that, is bam, special. Bam, 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 bam. I hate that. I that, listen to that, every that. podcast and that thing comes on in my That's ears. That's for the competition. Ah, 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 ah. No competitions co- on that. No, okay, sorry, so no competitions
2: on that. I love that music. Could I just introduce
0: you? That's Joe Lidstone moaning about music over okay. there. Hello. And he is the producer of The Dark Shadows' Dramatic Readings. That's correct. And Paul Sprague's here to read out some stuff that Joe can react to. <laughs> Explain the purpose of this
1: podcast. Go! Well, we, ages ago, months and months and months ago, um, said if people wanted to write in with questions, uh, me and James Goss, the uh, co-producer of This Year's would come in and answer them. And then both me and James are very, very busy. And then we came in and eventually did it here and it didn't record. And <laughs> it, uh, it, then it I was did on holiday. Record, and it
2: did record and
0: then it vanished. And then it vanished, but yeah. That's because James recorded it on his dictaphone.
1: Yes, it was, yeah. It was basically us huddled around this thing from the 80s. <laughs> um, and no one will ever hear that piece Nick of Nick wasn't here, so we goodness. couldn't do it. And then, uh, so I we're finally doing secret. it now. Well, anyway, go on then, read them out.
2: Okay. Um, well, the, the first question, which I, I think is from no one, is James isn't here. Why? Because which I think is from you, Joe.
1: It's true. Um, basically, sadly, James died yesterday
2: <laughs> in a sort
0: of
1: oh. dark shadows <laughs> way. But in but good news, no, no, uh, James is no longer doing dark shadows. Uh, sadly, uh, he's well, he's doing he's with me on the rest of this year. Um, but there are a couple of changes happening and uh, one is James is going off to do other stuff um, he's absolutely loved doing it and uh, you know me and him are best mates so we've had a, a great laugh doing it um, as well as a few arguments oh uh, <laughs> well, there's been some arguments <laughs> um, yeah, one day we'll bring we'll print out a book of Dark Shadows emails between Joe and James uh, but no he's, uh, he's going off to do other stuff next year and also um, as I think Paul you've already said and it's got onto the forums uh, we're actually only going to do six next year um, just for a couple of reasons uh has just been it's it's just far too much for even for both me and James to do together it was it's neither of our full-time job and um when you're dealing a lot with America and you're trying to find new writers and you're dealing with different people in America and getting access into different studios and different cities and getting things sent over here and all this it's a it's a lot of hard work um which you know it's it, do it because it's fun I enjoy it but um uh, so next year there are only going to be six um, hopefully six really good ones um, and it will just be me producing at the moment which is quite terrifying um, <laughs> so I say there'll You'll be six be next fine. year there might not be there might just be a little news we'll story about you. me disappearing um, there's a phone ringing Whose oh, um, phone is it yours so phone? yeah so that's why James isn't here um, but he sends his regards and um, says he did say to say he's had an absolute blast doing it oh. and he's uh, yeah it's, he'd be doing something new. Oh. Mm. I've had all the storylines in from people, so I'm choosing at the moment. Um, uh, the problem has been, we've, when we started, there were very few writers could do Dark Shadows because it's an American thing mostly, it's where most of our sales are and everything. Um, but we've managed to get quite a few people on board, and um, we've. Uh, the problem is I've got about 18 absolutely wow. brilliant so pictures awesome. um, that I have to go through and choose six of them of. Um, so I'm doing that at the moment, in between all my other work. Uh, and so yes, yeah, so these should be going into studio. Hopefully, we'll have one in the studio by the end of the year, um, and we'll be announcing them at some point soon. I hope.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul Sprague's back.
1: Paul Spraggs back. Phew. Run, Paul. Would you like a question from a listener? Yes, would you like? Yes. Yeah, so, so yes, these are all the questions that came in from people um, about three years ago.
2: Scott Nichols, Stephen Fuller, Tracy Goodwin, (laughs) Joseph Escobar, Nigel Parry and Mac Dill have all asked pretty much the same question which is when will the cliffhanger at the end of Kingdom of the Dead be resolved and when will there be series three of the full cast audios and what's happened to Stuart Manning?
1: Ah, well basically um, Stuart, as you may know, set up Pretty much set up Dark Shadows and did an amazing... Oh, the audio series, not the TV series. <laughs> he wasn't around then. No. Um, he's only 12. He, he's only 12. Uh, and did a, did an amazing job. And then he decided he didn't have time to do the dramatic readings anymore. That's a running theme, isn't it, this podcast? Didn't have time. People just reached the end of their tether with the dramatic readings <laughs> go, No, I'm off. <laughs> um, so he decided to concentrate on the full cast audios, and he's doing a dark shadows comic, and he's been doing. I don't know if people know he's got a, a really good blog, um, which is Um So he's been very busy doing all that. Um, but basically, so I don't know what is happening with the full cast audios because we're effectively two different production teams. Um, so he's in charge of those, and we're the dramatic readings, and. Um, that's about it really so yeah i don't know what's happening i last i heard he was working on them um certainly i'm absolutely excited to see what happens next because that cliffhanger at the end of the kingdom of the dead is possibly my favorite moment ever in dark shadows so yeah i'm certainly keen to see what happens next Mm. so yes there's i assume he's working on them
2: a mysterious person who doesn't have a surname called scott says what's happened to mrs griffin is she gone gone or do you think that we'll hear from her again
1: nick what, was, what would your what would your answer be, that? Like? Well, <laughs> I think that possibly
0: I, I don't know. Maybe you've got Shall a better. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, do I'll take it. that one.
1: Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> you're talking about um, who's Mrs. Griffin? Griffin? It's not. Um, it's Ursula Burton's Mrs. Griffin in the full cast audios, and I've forgotten the character's first name. Uh, who sadly died? Uh, the character, not Ursula. Um, she died in Kingdom of the Dead, uh, but obviously, so I don't know. Again, it's that's the uh, that's the Stewart's full cast stuff. Um, but it's Dark Shadows, so you know nobody really dies for good in Dark Shadows.
0: I'm coming back.
1: I'd have Ursula in everything. Have you, have you ever had Ursula in a Doctor Who? Have I ever what? Ursula Burton in a Doctor Who. No, I she's didn't. one of the nicest people in the world ever. Really, really good oh. and really, really lovely. And she's sometimes she's based half about half the year in America and half the year over here. Oh. So you should get her in. She's she's brilliant.
2: She did some of the directing on Stargate. She was helping oh. Jason out and did some of the directing on that.
1: She She does our reading in on Dark Shadow She goes in and does whenever we have Like most of ours I can't think of one that we've done That was recorded in one nice simple session They're all recorded about four different (laughs) sessions three different countries Um, She will go into our LA recordings um, And read in for all the other parts She's absolutely lovely And genuinely one of the happiest people you've ever met Um, I've never seen her not smile That's (laughs) nice isn't
2: Mm. it Scott Nicholl has said, do you think there will ever be something in the small cast audio dramas that carries over into the full cast season
1: dramas? Uh, not small cast with dramatic readings. Thanks. It's um, a small cast, it's small I know, I know. No. Um, <laughs> He's not yeah, correcting uh, it. He's disagreeing with the Uh no, no, he's, Fine. Yeah. Fine. Um, he's not with saying Scott. you read yeah. it wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, it, very unlikely. We're, like I say, we're two completely different production teams, really. We're completely separate. Um, we won't contradict each other. We'd always go out of a way not to contradict each other. And um, we basically, in the dramatic readings, choose not to, for the most part, and certainly up until now, haven't set anything sort of in the period of The full cast readings, which I think are about the 1980s, we go about as far as the 1970s, sort of vaguely. um, So we try not to, to contradict them. But yes, no, it's, I mean, Stuart is welcome to obviously take a dramatic reading character and do what he likes with it.
2: More Colin Baker.
1: Is that what someone's asked, or is that you? No, that's,
2: that's me just saying.
1: I think that's one of the later questions. <laughs> Shall we let the person who wrote in and ask the question?
2: Yeah, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, just see Scott has also... I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Scott has also said, one of the writers mentioned there's a list of story ideas or characters to write about. What are some of those? Would we fans be able to see the list, and how about add to it?
1: Uh, basically, I did uh, sort of... When I took over from Stuart with James did a sort of unofficial sort of guide to Dark Shadows listing which available actors we've got and characters and sort of basically what we wanted to do was um, not just rely on sort of three or four writers in America who we didn't know or whatever I basically was like, I want some new writers in um, and because it was our first year, I said, you know, we'll get Johnny Morrison, we'll get Simon Garrian. They're brilliant. And I know they know exactly what they're doing. Obviously they didn't know Dark Shadows. So I wrote a very sort of simple guide to it that basically said, treat it as tales of the unexpected. Do a standalone story. It said, you're writing one about a guy who's immortal because of a painting. You're writing one about a werewolf um, or he's got the werewolf curse in him. I said, but do it completely you know, standalone or whatever. I'll add in any continuity. But basically what we've done is done this basic list of these are available characters and all this sort. these are the episodes we've got you know you're it's up to you who you want to pitch for or whatever and then i might come back and say it so um so yeah it's basically just a list of things that make it easier for rather than saying to you know we've had a couple of new writers this year and rather than saying to them you know, there are 1500 episodes of a soap opera go and watch it we say here's a two-page document that says look she's a witch or he's a werewolf or whatever and um, what it takes you really pages to say yeah, if, that's, if that, that there's, a a big, there's a lot of characters a lot of characters that's a massive font yeah but, um, I might put some pictures in as well I got a <laughs> bit carried away <laughs>
3: um,
1: and uh, so uh, yeah so that's basically what the list is really um,
3: and, sort of a mini can,
1: bible a mini bible yes and bible. no you can't see it because <laughs> it's it's not really a, it's not written professionally enough for people to see and if you're a Dark Shadows fan you wouldn't want to see it It basically just tells you Nancy Barrett plays and things like that you You already already know know,
2: and what have I added to to it are they allowed to suggest characters
1: it's got all the basically it's a list that lists all the actors we've used and can use um, and all the characters they play because obviously in Dark Shadows everybody plays so many different characters Um, and then every year my sort of, again, a slightly unofficial rule of mine is that every year we'll try and get an actor back who hasn't done one yet. So in the first year, me and James did, we got Roger Davis. Um, this year we got uh, Chris Pennock, who did a thing for us briefly last year, but this is his first proper sort of, sort of full dramatic reading. Uh, and we have someone in mind for next year. So if we get the person back next year that we want, she will be added to the list.
2: And what about Colin Baker? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next question.
2: Oh, come on. I'm determined to sort this out. Hey? It's, it's going to be in there. Oh, I'm can having trouble finding it. It could be anywhere. We'll keep going, going. Keep going. going to come together. Get on with it. <sighs> uh, Scott Nicol again says, will we hear more from Nicholas Blair now that he's back? Hopefully. Okay. Could there please be an audio drama from Laura Mudoch, Stockbridge? Is that right? I Mudoch. presume
1: it's Murdoch.
2: Murdoch. Laura Murdoch Stockbridge-Collins she's an actress that really seems to want to play the role again and there's so much there to write about
1: Uh, I'd love to um, but she's not an actress we've worked with or had any contact with um, but I love Laura Uh, one of my favourite brief storylines in the show is when Laura who's a phoenix um, is basically flat sharing with Angelique the witch because they both are put up in the cottage and you just have scenes of them in the cottage together and I was just like, I would love a whole series of audios of them <laughs> burning the toast or arguing about who's <laughs> going to pay the rent.
2: Yeah, but surely if you're a phoenix, you could do the toast to perfection, couldn't you? They're really good with it time for another question, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I now get abuse from both sides? There's something about you, isn't it? Uh,
0: you invite it.
2: Tracy Goodwin says, "Will you be bringing back the magnificent Alec Newman for any future releases?" And more Nancy Barrett, please. Oh, I know the answer to this one. Do is you? It, is it because he's in Waterloo Road? Yes. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: because we did this podcast before. Um, we yeah, were I, that's going. That's the only bit
2: of the previous podcast yeah. I've remembered.
1: We were going to have Kurt Stewart's got Alec playing um, David Collins in the full cast audios. We were going to do that sort of thing that Dark Shadows does of. Alec was going to play all the older characters of versions of David Hennessy from the series or the younger versions of Louis Edmonds so he was going to play Tad Collins in Speak No Evil uh, by Scott Hancock earlier this year Uh, fortunately he's in Glasgow most of the year filming Waterloo Road a BBC Um, One series a BBC One series about a school and, Which has um, been ridiculously transplanted to Scotland, Scotland yes. in a total <laughs>
0: illogical, like a whole school will move yeah. <laughs> to a different part of the no, country. No, no,
1: no, I won't send my kid to another local school if you're closing down. No, you take them up to Scotland with you, <laughs> to be fair. It's hilarious. Dark Shadows has, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Shadows has a few bonkers storylines of its own. Yeah, but that's um, a, that's a programme
0: about, about the fantastical and the yeah. supernatural. This is just meant to be like a school. soap opera. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Um, but no, it's a shame because Alec would have loved to have done more, especially his agent, and Alec would have loved to have done more. But it just didn't work out, speaking of evil. So um, I would love to get him back because he's brilliant and uh, lovely. And yes, definitely Nancy Barrett because she's just an absolute star.
2: Uh, Scott of no surname says, what happened to the Jennings? Chris and Amy, especially.
1: Uh, well, I got plans. I'd love to get Denise Nickerson back because she was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but also she was brilliant <laughs> as Amy um, Jennings. Uh, the guy who played Chris he sadly died, so we can't get him back, but um, we could do a story um about them because they left with sabrina stewart who um stewart our stewart has used um the actress uh, <laughs> escaped me um in blood dance so yes i would certainly like to explore that story just because i'd like to get denise Nixon back
2: he also says will there be more audio dramas from the 1840s characters uh
1: we did tad this year um in speaking No evil he was an 1840s one um, played
2: by Arthur Darville by
1: Arthur Darville who was absolutely brilliant um, he's such a nice really man really good yes. and an amazing American accent yeah you, I you heard, heard it, it actually it's, it, it's yeah. spot on um, yeah. no it's really a, good it's a great audio Scott um, he's brilliant got, at audio yeah. isn't he he does yeah. lots
0: of talking books as, I'm as well. I'm not surprised no
1: he's really really threw himself into it yeah. and it's a proper proper good performance and um, yeah it's great um, uh, yeah so we did Tad and we've had uh, Terry back as Edith playing the older version of her 1840s character um, it's not. I have to be honest. It's not my favourite era of the show. So, but there are actors in it who are still around who haven't done any audio. So, yeah, it certainly will. You know, it's it's not high upon the list. But yeah, it will certainly, where possible, do try and cover every era.
2: You know what this is? Don't you? It's a great opportunity to play a clip of Arthur Darvill. Okay. What was the name of the one he was in?
0: Speak no evil. That's right.
3: I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Well, well. <laughs> I should have guessed it might be you. The idiot clown. Theft. Vandalism. <laughs> you lot really are the lowest of the low. Uh-oh, no, I'm warning you, stay back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, good little Harlequin. I thought you could just break into my house. Was that it? I thought you'd steal my father's things. (laughs) Are we on to another question now?
2: Nigel Parry says, Are there any plans to again feature Lizette Anthony in the audio? She was magnificent in Kingdom of the Dead.
1: She was amazing in Kingdom of the Dead. And I was at that recording uh, session because I think it was her and Alec and Lizzie Hopley, the three of them did uh, Day together. And um, she genuinely, again, is one of the loveliest people alive. So, yeah. yeah, no, I would have her back like a shot. It's one of those tricky things, though, because I like to sort of bring in new actors and the characters she played you couldn't really bring back. So it, it would always be that choice of do you bring her back as a different character or go the slightly more interesting route of bringing in a new actor as a different character. Yes. So it's, it's a tricky thing. I'd love it if, you know, if we could, if there was the time in the world and I was doing 24 audios a year, yes, she'd be back. Um, I'm sure she'll come back at some we point. We should get amazing. her in another Doctor Who, because she's been in at least two, hasn't
2: she?
0: Oh, you should make yeah.
1: her, uh, she could be the new Rani. She's brilliant uh, in of the Dead as this big camp villainess. She's amazing.
2: She was in one of the Eighth Doctor Was, wasn't she? She was in sure Hot House,
1: yeah. yes, yeah.
2: Um, Anthony Zahetner says, will the character of David Collins appear in any big finish releases? He seems to crop up in later storylines.
1: Um, probably not in the dramatic readings because he's in the forecast audios um, and sort of he comes back in the forecast audios, so it'd be very tricky. If someone pitched a really good idea, I'd run it past Stuart and say, could we do a, a David Collins one? But um, uh, not at the moment, no. Uh,
2: Scott Nichol, again.
1: Oh, he's very Don't active. say it like that. He's- <laughs> Very nicely, sent in loads of questions. Know, That's what we that wanted people to do.
2: Know, I'm not saying it's a bad. Scott again? Just, is it you, know. Scott? God. Yes. Will Big Finish try to recruit some of the newest Dark Shadows actors as voices in the future? What actors and actresses is Big Finish trying to bring back into the fold? And what characters is Big Finish trying to bring back? I thought you could do them all at once.
1: Yeah, we're basically after them all. Yeah, um, I'd love to. I, my preference is I'd love to get some of the younger ones in. So again, people like uh, Denise Nixon and Kathy Cody and that who played children in the show just because I think you know if the range is to continue we want to continually bring in new characters and, and, and sort of explore new avenues and, and do new ongoing stories and stuff um, obviously Alexandra Malka I don't know how you say her surname I think that's it um, <laughs> she would be a huge cool to huge <laughs> oh, George, cool I don't know why I said it like that <laughs> it's possessed I by just... a pigeon <laughs>
3: <laughs> huge cool
1: to oh, do a Victoria cool. Winter story um But yeah, no, uh, we, you know, we'd, yeah, anyone we could get back, really, Um, and yeah, continue to, to, my my big thing is what I do like to do where possible is, not always, but when we can, I quite like doing a story, um, when Stuart started, most of them were two Dark Shadows characters, existing Dark Shadows characters, which is great, because obviously then, so the Dark Shadows fans went. Look, this has got <coughs> Quentin and Angelique in. This is proper Dark Shadows. Now that we're a really established range and we do so well in America and and things are picking up over here, we're getting a lot more interest over here now. Um, we can play around with a bit more. So what I tend to be more interested in is Angelique and a new character because I just think you can tell new stories there. And you, I'd um, say that most of our Angelique ones are with Tony Peterson, but that's an ongoing range. Um, But I think there's often more of a chance to tell a news story there without it becoming too much of a, you know, Angelique and Quentin have had a few dramatic readings together. There comes a point where it just becomes Angelique and Quentin sitting there having another chat about another adventure they once had. And it's more interesting to go, what can we do that's new and different?
2: Plus, presumably, it means you can keep bringing back some new people alongside other
1: characters. Do you mean like Colin Baker?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if, <laughs> if you say so, I wouldn't like to have been anyway. Yeah, Suggesting that, that we can Um
1: But yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It means we can bring back think people, and it also means we can. One thing I'd like to try and to basically keep the range a bit fresh. So I've always been keen to sort of bring in new writers. We had two brand new writers this year, um, with a selection of actors who are at different stages of their career. So it's nice to give a younger actor the chance to come in and do something and. And basically, you show people what they can do because it's yeah. that thing of, for younger actors, you know, they might do an advert or a play that people might not see or whatever, and they get the chance to come in and do to be a vampire or uh, whatever, <laughs> a tattooed lady, and things like that.
2: So that, that neatly uh, leads into uh, MacDill's question saying, I, I love the blending of dramatic readings with full cast by having extra actors. Is this the direction you're going with more and more supporting voices in the dramatic readings?
1: There won't be more and more because it's killing us doing the ones we're doing. Um, like budget, I said, budget-wise, budget, you're right, yeah. uh, budget. We we tend to manage to sort of fudge things yes. um, with the budget. We manage to get it in, I think, on budget. Um, it's it's just, more just the logistics yeah. of it. Um, I mean, our, our Christmas special, without giving too much away, has quite a few characters in, um, and we, you know, we we there are ways that we can do it. The problem is, it's just the logistics of keeping a hold of everything and remembering what's being recorded where and has that character recorded did, did we get that person to record their lines and do we have to do this and I think one thing I'm very keen on that I do try and do is um we always will have a couple of recording sessions in the UK that I can be sort of or with James when he was doing it was in charge of which meant that basically we can go on that day um because we're dealing often more with younger actors because again the problem with that um not the problem but with our American actors we have to be very aware a lot of them you know they would be in the 70s That's, yeah. that's a, it's a long time standing on your feet I, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely shattered after recording session yeah. over here sit to them be down in their that's 70s. why I do sit them sit down no down. Yeah. we want not no the Dark Shadows people don't sit down they're too busy running and chasing and vampires right. taking <laughs> um, so I will always try and do that but one thing I'll always try and do is I um, think, really helps the range is do the extras so the background sound effects try and do specific ones for each play so that if there are whispering voices they're often reading they're often whispering something I've written um, which nobody will pick up on but it'll just I think adds a little bit to it so yeah they'll pick um, up on it a bit yes yes, yes. and so we, we will try and do stuff like that well um, speaking
2: of large cast you did manage to put together The Crimson Pearl
1: we did put The Crimson Pearl which I think still is probably is it the big finish release with the most actors and characters in it
2: quite possibly
1: I think it's got more than Segrarius Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. That's um, that's saying something. Yeah. Ah Crimson Pearl.
2: But I mean how long did it take you to put that together?
1: <laughs> Your entire life. Oh God. <laughs> I love the Crimson Pearl, but God that nearly killed us. Um that that was when I think yes, that was me and James did swap a few emails saying going, Seriously, why? Why are we doing this? Um, but because I'm so proud of love the, it. I do love see. it. And I'm so proud of the finished yes. piece. I think it's a gorgeous little play. Yeah.
2: Um, the next question from uh, oh from the same person yeah. from uh, from MacDill it says uh, without spoiling it for others will Colin Baker's new character be popping up again Colin possibly
1: Baker. involved a with certain
2: original series stars goodness if only I
3: thought
1: I <laughs> uh, I, yeah, um, it's not definite but uh, yes I mean certainly we left that on a cliffhanger intending to to bring Colin back as his character because frankly that was one of the loveliest days of my life, me directing Colin Baker, which was just amazing. I was sitting there going, <laughs> This is just bonkers, and um what an absolutely amazing guy. He's um, lovely. I sent yeah. him a text on that day to wish him luck.
0: Oh, yeah. no,
1: he he was brilliant. He um really just a really lovely guy to work with and just absolutely a, such a stunning performance. It's I sat there in the studio going, we don't need to do anything with this. And I was sitting there going, "Well, I feel like I should ask for another tape, but that was amazing." And I was sitting. He going, does do
2: his
0: homework.
1: Yeah, he, he, yeah, you he, know, he, he did. Yeah,
2: yeah. And he wants to do more. Yeah, no, saying, we, Oh, me. good, yeah, no. Oh, well, he, he wants to do a to do Sherlock that. Holmes. He was saying to me, "Does he?" Yeah, well, he Never told mind, me Sherlock he
0: wanted Holmes. to play Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I said, "Well, no, that'll Is be that me." Where he was going. He said, it? "I know I don't look like Sherlock Holmes, but it's audio. Listen to me now." He said, "I sound like Sherlock Holmes, don't I?" And I said. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I told him if he wanted to be in Sherlock Holmes, he'd have to be nice to you, and he said it wasn't worth it then.
0: (laughs) Right, that's fair enough. We know where we are there then, don't we?
3: (laughs) Do we have a clip of Colin?
0: Go on then. Okay, there we are.
3: Day four. Very early morning. Can you hear it? Can you? There's never silence. Not in an old house. There's always something ticking and creaking, but different. No! Wait! There, there it was again. I'm sitting here in the dark, definitely not afraid. Well, I'm trying my best, just for once. I'd like it to be a rat, or a mouse, I mean, I can't stand either, but but no, it's neither of them. There's something else in the house. Can you hear it? There they are. Someone outside this room. It's so dark, and the bedside light won't come on. Listen. Nothing. It won't come on. I'm going to... I'm going... to speak to it.
2: Uh, Let's see if we can do some of these questions quickly. To, to get through a few of them because I think some of them are fairly sort of yes or no answers because yeah,
1: I'm in the middle of moving house so oh, I'm we so hurry so sorry, up right, okay, literally
2: the removal the van is
1: outside <laughs> waiting do
2: you, do, you to, do you want to take some of these mice with you here. where do you <laughs> want this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll put it over here <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. uh,
2: Mac Dill says will the adventures of Tony and Cassandra continue they could be a mini series of their own
1: they are a series of their own, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, Brilliant. they will continue. I know where that story is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark Thomas Pass- Passmore is a lovely writer to work with. So, yeah, no, already, I will be very surprised if next year there isn't a Mark Thomas Passmore next in The Adventures of Tony Cassandra. He gives us a chance to do some soapy, the series as a soap opera, and we don't get a chance to necessarily do the soapy stuff because we do standalone stories. And the Tony Cassandra stuff just means we can have a nice little ongoing character stuff. And they're gorgeous. Brilliant.
2: Are there more new original series actors lined up to appear in the big finish range like Donna McKinney?
1: Oh, I forgot, yes, yes, we got her back this year as well as, uh, <laughs> yes, we got two back this year. Uh, yeah, no, um, we, we do have one person in mind for next year. So there's only being six. Um, there will only be one back next year, I think. Um, so yeah, no, we, we have someone in mind who is interested and I have a storyline for them. So I have to read that storyline, approve it, send it to be approved and then yeah she'll oh, be it's back
2: all, it's all very mysterious isn't she'll it? be back
1: mm-hmm. she oh it's a she yep. oh I know what um, an exciting spoiler there I know <laughs> it's a lady are you thinking of recasting
2: with Amber Benson continuing to play the younger Joan Bennett roles and Alec Newman as the older David Hennessy and younger Lois
1: Edmonds parts
2: well you can't get one of those <laughs>
1: <laughs> no yes no we can't get Alec Um, uh, it, pff- not at the moment. Um, I Amber was brilliant as... Um, but how long is Waterloo played? Road going to survive in Glasgow? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, if, if, time, if it doesn't yeah, survive in Glasgow, they'll just move again. <laughs> Good news, kids. <laughs> the floating We're off to Cardiff. The school in the clouds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, at the moment, there's no plans to bring Amber back as any of the characters, just purely because we, we've done it as a one-off. And with there only being six next year, the problem is we've now got so many actors that we want to use and so many writers that want to that you do just sit there going, oh, crikey, well, am I going to, you know, do we drop that one for that one or whatever? Um, but no, certainly, you know, in the future, I think it'd be good to bring it back.
2: You have an embarrassment of actually riches. We do. We do. Will there be any parallel time or is that considered too confusing for the average listener no. or indeed listeners to this podcast? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, What's on Earth is parallel time. Parallel time
0: is an amazing (laughs) thing. I love the way you were going to try and make me answer that. A ridiculous waste Uh,
1: of time. Parallel time is one of the most bonkers things they ever did in Dark Shadows, where they'd been to 1790s and then they'd gone back to the present day, 1960s, and uh, then they went to 1897 and then they went back to 1960s. Only when they came back from the 1897, um, Barnabas was sort of being slightly brainwashed, whatever, and was working for the Leviathans who were the creatures who walked on earth before us. Oh yes, and of so course, we had the I Leviathans remember them. And, um, they, <laughs> and then he eventually broke free from the Leviathans and everything was, that storyline started coming to a head and it was like, right, what are we gonna do next? What are we gonna do next? We've, you know, we've had a year of these Leviathans and vampires and stuff. So there was one vampire, Megan, still running around, um, played by the absolutely brilliant Marie Wallace. Um, and uh, and it says, so what we do next? So Barnabas just goes for a wander in the house Goes to the deserted west wing, I think it is. That's all locked up and dusty. And all that. opens a door, and there's a fully decorated room. He's like, "Oh, what's in here?" And then two of the actors who are in the episode come in in different clothes, playing parallel universe counterparts of themselves. <laughs> And for the next week, in between chasing this one remaining vampire, Megan, the antique shop <laughs> vampire, um, Barnabas spends the rest of the week taking other characters from the show. So we'll go, Roger, Roger, come and have a look at this. And they go and look in the parallel time room and just go, well, oh, that's very odd, isn't it? it? It looks like me, but it's he's, well, he, he seems to be drunk or he's it's he's, he's slightly different to me or whatever. And then after about a week of that, you know, after about a week of effectively almost getting deck chairs and the oh, parallel universe, um, Barnabas goes into the room and gets trapped in there. And. And then has a whole year of adventures in, in the parallel universe oh. and it's and it's brilliant and, it, and it's actually very refreshing because they go in there, and it's that the parallel universe doesn't have the history of this universe as for whether we'll do any audios there we nearly did one um we did some some of the crimson pearls set there uh, the side problem is, again, I quite like expanding the mythology and the characters and so on. Yes. Most people in the Power Universe died, probably because of Barnabas. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first thing he does when he goes there is loses his control over his vampire skills, so bites someone. And he's oh, like, well done, Barnabas, well done. <laughs> Things are getting off to a good start here, aren't they? Um, uh, um, so there's, really, there's only two characters left alive at the end of it. Um, and. They're Maggie and Quentin who both exist in our universe and part of me thinks, well, if we're going to do a Quentin audio, it might be more interesting to do that. I, w- I wouldn't rule it out because it's a, a lovely concept But and bonkers. <laughs> but,
2: um, uh, Scott and a few others have asked, do you think there'll be audios eventually using actors or plots from the Dark Shadows movie?
1: No. Um, because we don't have the licence for it and it's a different again that's a different parallel time band (laughs) as they call it every week Uh, Barnabas and Julia are chapped in a different parallel time band one that runs (laughs) alongside our own and is the same but different we get it it's a parallel universe we get it Uh, no it's another parallel universe effectively uh, I just still haven't seen I'm seeing it next week and going around to James Gossett's next week because he's got uh, a blu-ray cool. so I'm gonna go and watch it there are a lot of English I've actors I've seen it have you there yeah, were well, a lot I of English it. actors in smaller roles including really? whats a face from Skins who plays a hippie in it who I absolutely adore she nice. was amazing in Skins I think she played Cassie in Skins ah, but she yes. I'd love to get her in an audio do you She's watch brilliant. Skins
2: I do watch Skins yes because oh, well, I'm well. young and hip yeah. <laughs> Really. <laughs> Shall we go on to the next question? The person who plays Cassie Paul, in Paul. Skins uh, was Hannah also- Hannah Murray,
1: Hannah Murray she's called, Hannah Murray. She's a brilliant actress.
2: And she was she was also in the uh, pilot episode for Eddie Robson's uh, Radio. Radio 2 cycle. yes. Yes, it she was.
1: was, alongside Peter Davison, yeah.
2: Um, okay. Scott okay, has also David? asked, would Big Finish ever consider some of the proposed bits by Sam Hall on what happened after the show?
1: Uh, that's a video where um, one of the actors narrates, basically Sam Hall just says what happened to all the characters afterwards. Um Sam Hall's one of the writers on the show. Uh no. Um basically uh it's lovely and it's a great little video, but it would completely, you know I'm not saying we'd never take anything from it, but we've we have the freedom with a lot of our characters to do what we want and it would know. tie
0: everything down, yeah. It.
1: Yeah. Um Scott Nichols says, How do the fans' comments affect the stories? Um I read the forums, I, I try not to place on too much, but I do read them. Uh it's good. It gives us a good clue of what people like and what they don't like. Although the, the, that slight like, problem with that is they seem to like everything we do this year. They <laughs> seem to like it's gone. Everything's gone down really well. There's well, no problem there. No, no, there's no problem right. there. But it doesn't give us any clues as to oh will we get will everybody really like one if we do one like this? And you go no, they seem to like all of them. So we're oh, doing something lovely. right, which is good. Yeah. So um, there you are. You
2: heard it here first, everybody. Joe wants to send us wants more abusive messages. No no, 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 no,
1: no, <laughs> no. Joe's had enough of that over the years. <laughs> Joe's really enjoying the Dark Shadows forums where Joe gets nice comments. It's um, no, it's, it's lovely seeing what they have to say. Um uh, occasionally, there is one thing I can't I can't remember what it is now, but there there was something someone suggested. Uh oh, yes, I don't remember which it was now, which I won't say what it? There was something someone suggested. That I did sort of go, oh actually, that would be a an in, an in, an interesting thing. So some but not doing what they suggested. It's more sometimes you will read little things on there and go, oh. Yeah, no, maybe not with that character but if he did something similar with that character and that character and, and that so but again you sort of have to be careful not to just steal things
2: <laughs> quite right too yeah very sensible um, it was mentioned somewhere that you used Skype on some of your recordings says Stephen Fuller can you describe the process no
1: because that was mostly James but um, it was Skype was used as the communication yeah, means they not, not the, didn't the actual record recording Skype. No, no, yeah just, basically we had um, Amber Benson I think was in LA terry crawford was in florida i think and james unsworth was in the moat in london poor james get the short got the short straw uh, and james goss was in the moat in london and he directed it from there so each studio had a recording engineer um but then what skype was used for was that the three actors could hear each other and all hear james so effectively they were all acting in the same room but spread across the world yeah. such is the wonders of technology
0: and all the recording was done at the various locations, the various and, locations and then those yeah. recordings
1: were put together in
0: post
2: production yeah. uh, he also says any chance of some actor interview extras from time to time
1: uh, no probably not it's very tricky um, again um, it sounds awful thing to go on about but our actors are mostly in their 70s um, when they finish they need to go home when they finish <laughs> they need to sit down and the problem is we, we don't really go oh He's in, a, he's in his 70s should we give him a nice quiet thing to do no no he's going to be running and he's going to be chasing he's going to be shouting and fighting Nazis or doing something you know they're very exhausting scripts like I say you know I'm a little bit younger than 70, and I'm exhausted at the end of the day of a studio well, day. I must it's say, when I when I um, was
0: doing the Sherlock Holmes's I had renewed respect for our Doctor Who actors, the lead yeah. actors in Doctor Who, because I was up at the mic all day, all day. and I and I was absolutely yeah. exhausted. When well, you're I, playing the lead, it really does. Yeah. Take I mean, it I tend to
1: when we record stuff over here, I tend to be the person pretending to be the other actor, um, yeah, which yeah, so yeah. you could actually do a version of the Crimson Pearl, which has me playing every single part in it. Wouldn't that be um, awful? It would be awful. <laughs> my impressions of the characters are, well, Lizzie Anthony was in hysterics at my impressions <laughs> of um, Quentin Collins and people like that. And Maggie <laughs> Evans, I think she, was, she liked my Maggie Evans. But um, so the problem is again, if, we, if they were done over here, and it meant the producer like me could go along at the end of it and say to the director, right, I'm just going to record a 10-minute conversation with us, which I think presumably is what you do with the Companion Chronicles. They always have interviews yeah. at the end, don't they? The problem again is, because most of them are done in America, you're also saying to our director, who's worked, yes, i to, yes. to think of the non sway way to it, who's worked very hard, yes, um, to at the end of the day, right, when you finish that recording, then can you give them this list of questions and you have a chat and you record this and all yeah. this. It's just too difficult at the moment. Um, it'd be nice to do a, at some point, a proper set of interviews with them. Yeah. Because they're lovely.
2: Um, uh, Annie Murr says, to what extent do you think you influence the way a story is told as a director and as a producer?
1: Oh blimey, that's, um, uh, well, mostly I've mostly been the producer, I've directed a couple of bits, directed Nicola in um, The Blind Painter and Colin, and I think that's about it, I might have directed a few bits of The Crimson Pearl. Nicola Um, Bryant. lovely Nicola Bryant. uh, as the producer, we basically well I now just me all by myself <laughs> uh, I get to decide everything really is quite nice no, I basically me, do too. i you know I, I sort of i I went to all the writers who i'd used before like this year I've been to all the writers I've used before and some new people and said to them, i'd quite like you know you look at this document, choose any character you want. As a hint, there are a couple of characters I do want to use um, and it means I can decide things like I have ideas for the ongoing stuff like the Tony Cassandra stuff and the Quentin stuff where we do sort of ongoing storylines, um, well not really storylines, ongoing. St- the stories are separate but the ongoing character arcs or whatever you call them um, and do what we did in Fall Of the House of Trask which if you haven't heard I can't say what we did but <laughs> it was certainly very dramatic. Mm. Um, I so yeah, as a producer, yeah, you you just have that full creative control. But what I'm very keen on, and say to the writers, yeah, uh, you know, as a writer myself, um, I'm very keen on what the writer brings to it. So I sort of say, I don't want, don't don't do something bland. That's the main thing. I said, you know, <laughs> this is your one chance to write a sixty-minute absolutely brilliant horror story. So make it as scary as possible, make it as funny as possible, make it as, you know, the best audio experience as possible. Do what you like. If if it doesn't fit in with the continuity, I'll find a way to make it fit in the continuity. Don't worry about any of that stuff, just tell the best story possible. And then we do the same with the actors. So I sort of, I suppose I'm the boss of that in some way, but the creative stuff mostly comes from the writers and the actors who were, you know, we've been lucky. We just had an absolutely brilliant bunch. She
2: also says, would you direct a story you'd written?
1: Uh, I would rather not, no. Um, Just personally, I I like to have... I don't feel experienced enough to do that myself. I like to have the other people come in and do it. Scott Hancock did it this year, but um, that's because he has directed loads. I've never... I've not got a huge interest in directing. I do it when I need to do it, like with Colin, because, you know, it just means we can save a bit of money. Um, So I do it when I need to, but um, it's not something I'm hugely interested in. So I wouldn't know. Um, And I like sort of having a few creative people involved
2: good very sense um anywhere also says do you have any particular advice to offer someone who's new to dark shadows um some way of finding their way around the stories and the history are there good starting points for people who've not encountered it
1: before (coughs) a little hint would be if it's got a doctor who actor in it it tends to be a good starting point we tend to um we we've, we've tried to do that sort of quite deliberately so that if people sort of went oh they've got Matthew Waterhouse oh it's starts Alice I know we've got no you will completely get this story I say to all my writers one thing I do insist on is that every story just because it's supernatural doesn't mean you can get away with not having rules it doesn't mean oh, you can just good, go yes. oh and then blah 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 blah, blah, blah happens it's actually very difficult sometimes um, besides so say to all of them your story must have a beginning a middle and an end I don't you know it's got to have that and ideally have a hook so it's the one on the spooky train or it's the one in the lunatic asylum things like that um, I try yeah, so I treat sort of treat it as tales unexpected so anybody could listen to most of our releases without knowing um, obviously they're old ones the fall of the house of Trask uh, the Crimson Pearl the big things like that yeah you could listen to that without knowing anything about that before you'd be probably struggle a bit but most of them um, I think the blind Painter's is a great little story by Johnny Morris um, with Nicola Bryant in, and it completely you could listen to that. the Colin Baker house by the sea by James, which is just one of the best scripts James has ever done. Um, you could listen to that without having even heard the word dark shadows before. Yeah. It's a completely, um, you know, we we try and do that quite deliberately quite a few times because just because we think it'd be nice, we think Doctor Who fans especially will like. Dark Shadows. So that's what you know. Yeah. I started watching Dark Shadows a couple of years ago, and just went it's the American version of Doctor Who. It's got that same <laughs> bonkers, creative thing of it of just lots of people being absolutely wonderful, and creative, and going sod the budget. You know, if we're doing an alien planet, we're doing an alien planet. Is you know, if we're doing parallel universe, we're doing a parallel universe. Um, but yeah, no, the best thing to do is go on the forums and ask people there. Um, but yes, if it's got if it's speaking No Evil, Arthur Darvill, the Blind Painter, and Nicola Bryant. Um, the Colin Baker House by the Sea. Is that it? Is that the only Doctor Who ones? And Creeping Fog with Matthew Waterhouse. They're all quite deliberate stand. You know, you could listen to that. Hmm. Handy. Nice advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, I'm not just a hat rack. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: Oh, you better take that hat off him. <laughs> no.
2: She also says, um, it appears that you and James both handle belonging within the culture of fandom and understand fandom, whilst holding the roles of writers, producers and directors. Is it as easy as it appears? You've made it look easy, apparently. Oh, good.
1: Uh, no, it's not, it's, it's not easy at all. No, I have to say the, the producing side of it is incredibly hard, um, but incredibly enjoyable. When you know I still even though I've heard it a million times in different formats as soon as that CD comes through from Big Finish my copy of it I listen to it because it's like it's just so exciting to sit there and go I made I, I helped make that you know I yeah, didn't make yeah. it lots of other people were involved um, I still listen to them every single time uh, because it's so exciting um, and yeah I am a fan of it now um, and I tend to the forum thing um, I tend to only go on the forums to answer questions or announce things I don't i i want people to feel free to chat about the releases and just i want them to feel i i've seen in in the past where i've seen authors go on and reply to every single blog every single forum it's, post it's not and yeah. the problem is everybody just starts going oh i really like this audio yeah. because they don't feel they can talk fairly i want people to feel they can well, talk know, on the big finish forums they if, if they absolutely hate a release i want you to feel comfortable enough to say yeah. you hate a release without thinking oh i'm going to pop in a minute and go oh i'm really sorry you didn't like that one well try and do one that you do like next time because that's not how The creative world works. i'll I'll always answer factual things and and that but it's yeah i also let let people
0: discuss yeah
1: and also kind of busy producing you know doing all my other work but also producing dark shadows that i don't have time to sit there
2: yeah picking arguments picking arguments people and things like that yeah absolutely um anthony Zahetner has said that he's a noob to the world of dark shadows he's a doctor who fan isn't he yeah Hmm? he says it appears that vampires are benevolent and pastors are like reverend trasker untrustworthy (laughs) it's not uh, it's not really a question is it? It's more yeah. of an observation um <laughs> they don't yes
1: or no, they, yeah. no. <laughs> the great thing about dark shadows but also the tricky thing things we say to um all the writers especially the new writers is um nobody's a hero there's no doctor and mm. no companions everybody is a bit of a b- at times they all are pretty much without i think other than maggie evans she who's purer than white um, is that a saying if I just made that pure than the driven snow yeah well, um you white across white... your meaning perfectly yeah, I know um, Maggie Evans is pretty much the only pretty much everybody is you know so the vampires certainly aren't benevolent, benevolent, benevolent nice <laughs> nice. <laughs> not, not nice the vampires benevolent, aren't just benevolent. nice you let it that out yeah the vampires aren't just nice Pro- probably not no. Um, so no that's it but it, it does mean it's very tricky sometimes to write a story I remember Simon Gerrier um, with the Creeping Fog I hope you're say. It. I think Creepy Fog was absolutely brilliant um, and I thought it but he had Quentin too much as hero he had Quentin oh I'll go and investigate said, no Quentin doesn't investigate you have to get him in that museum to fight the creeping fog by other means he can't go and investigate yeah. uh, and second draft Simon completely got it and did an yeah. absolutely brilliant job really got the character Quentin absolutely fantastically. but that first draft it was same with a lot of the writers you have to go back and say no you they wouldn't go and investigate They've they've got their own experience of what happens if you go and investigate. They get bitten or killed yeah, yeah. or staked. They've all <laughs> lost family members, you know. They've some of them are centuries years old. They're not stupid. They're not going to go, oh, go and see what's in that dark room. They're going, okay, lock the door. Lock the door. <laughs> um so uh, but they're brilliant characters to write for because of that, because they're actually all really with Fall of the House of Trust, for example, they're talking about a pastor like Reverend Trass being untrustworthy. He is, but I try to write him as sympathetic as possible. I try to understand how his mind worked and it meant that actually the scenes with him and Nancy Barrett who plays his daughter I think they their acting is gorgeous but I'm quite I'm very proud of the dialogue I wrote in the scenes of the two of them together because I have them both sort of going you've done so many bad things but <laughs> I can sort of understand why and, and actually I really care about you and you're my father and actually I feel a bit sorry for you because I think you've you've been caught up in things you shouldn't have done yeah there's complexity there. Yeah, there it is, there is just, actually, you know, yeah. for all it's a it's a great big bonkers mad soap opera. What I all think about like, the like Doctor Who so, is, you know, again, it's that they're, they're they're proper characters. They're not ciphers. You know, they're not. They are. They're actually really, you know, just some amazing characters. Yeah. Great fun to work with.
2: Brilliant. Uh, Nigel Parry has written to say, "Dark Shadows is the jewel in Big Finish's crown. Ah. Every release is exceptional. I want to thank everyone involved for Sterlingworth. Work, both securing the availability of the actors, the actors themselves, and the sound design and production crew, as well as the writers of these brilliant dark stories. I think I see why you put this one in, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice thing. Well, I was, expect- nice. I was Thank expecting you, Nigel a Barry. question at the end of No, that, there's no, no question.
1: But you missed out that other nice comment that Tracy
2: Goodwin also said. There might be a reason. Oh, why? Tracy Tracy Goodwin has said, uh, You both have done a brilliant job with the current crop of audios, remaining faithful to the original Dark Shadows vision, and instilling a new spark. I love your use of original and revival series actors, along with exceptional talent that is or was new to the world of DS. Many of those newbies have now become old favourites, like Andrew Collins, James Unsworth, Ursula Burton and Lizzie Hopley, and Colin Baker gave a tour de force performance in The House by the Sea. Oh, I loved Louise Jameson and Matthew Waterhouse too. Hooray. So that's the reason why I left at the end, because we overlooked Louise Jameson when we were talking about Doctor uh, Technically,
1: she wasn't in our reign. She yeah. was in my audio that I wrote during Stuart's reign. Yeah. Um, but, it, but no question at the end of that. But no, no question. I, I just thought it'd be nice <laughs> to end on a nice... When, when you sent me them all, I was like, it could be a bit of a nice comment. We'll end the podcast on a nice, happy yeah. moment. But no! No, you've managed no. to turn it sour. Yeah. Well,
3: well done. And a, and no, very,
1: w- You've cast a
2: dark shadow yeah,
1: over the whole thing. Shadow. Hey. hey.
2: Yeah. I wanted to say, wouldn't it be nice to yeah. end with a little clip of Louise Jameson? And then we can oh, finish
1: on that. She is brilliant. Okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Let's have And then a is that it? Is that all the clips? Should we say goodbye? Do I yeah. say goodbye? Say, go on. Say goodbye then.
2: <laughs> what, no? Oh, oh, all right. It's smooth, isn't
1: it? so <laughs> smooth.
0: <laughs>
2: That was Joe Lidster being interviewed by Nicholas Briggs and No,
1: was No, I was just here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Goodbye. Did you see
3: her? That woman. Get out of my way. Come on, cheer up. Oh. You don't want to make me sing, do you? And there she is. All right, then. Oi, you, shifter. I'm going to dance baby. after all, all these years. Come on, join (laughs) in! (laughs) Poochie shoop, and the tara boondi yay! I'll sing a happy song while I dance the whole night long. When the music begins, I'll
1: give you some spins. I'll even invent a step or two
3: along with the show. You love it, I know.